So, John, let's talk about encores. Encores have been going on for a very, very long time. Like, mm-hmm. there probably hasn't been one concert you or I ha- have been to where the main act does not leave the stage acting like their set is over, but then comes out to play a few more songs as their encore, right? Last couple shows I've been to, no encore. Really? Yeah. Is Turnstile well, one of those? Yes. Good. Good for them. Good for them. Who was the uh-huh. other one? OCs. The OCs. Okay. Which mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me because they're kind of a different type of band. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to see like the new guys. Well, I guess Turnstile's not super new, but I do mm-hmm. like to see this. Yeah. But, I feel like they don't have a giant catalog either. So like they're going to play the most of their newer record and then their, their other albums are so much different than the newer record. They just kind of have their songs that they pull from those records and sure. they, they have their set. It's really like it's contained. Right. Got you. They're going to be perfect for an opening band for Blink because it's just like oh, the perfect yeah. amount of time for them to play, I think. They can play all the good ones and then get off the stage, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Le- they can still mark. they can still play stuff off of Glow On and they're going to be exposing new people to it too, so it's going to be a good exactly. opportunity for them. Yeah, and they care about their live show. Definitely, I've, very high energy, saw, yeah. Yeah, I think they, they set that as a priority. I think I saw mm-hmm. uh, some article, right? But going back to Encores, like, Encores have been going on for a very long time. And mm-hmm. here's a little history lesson, but I guess encores actually date back to the 18th century. So obviously in the 1700s, uh, there was not music on demand. So the only way to hear new music or your favorite song was to see it played live. So, well, back then, and, and this is like during operas and orchestra days when that type of music was popular, the audiences, their form of encores were of them yelling and demanding the artist play the song again and mm-hmm. again and mm-hmm. again until they had basically had enough, until they, you know, had their fix. So a very different type of encore that we're used to today. So obviously it was a different time back then, but I remember as a kid what it was like to have to wait to hear, you know, your favorite songs, you know, since we didn't have on demand back then, but we had to wait, you know, to hear them on the radio. Mm-hmm. But I remember needing that fix to hear my favorite song. Needing that fix is what would drive people back then to buy albums, to go buy the physical albums, because then you can listen to it however much you wanted. But back then, in the 1800s or in the 1700s, that wasn't possible. So I get encores being a necessity that they were back then. But John, what do you think about encores now? Are they necessary? Because, I mean, we all know it's going to happen. Like we all know an encore is going to happen in most cases, most yes. concerts. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen anymore. I mean, just play as long as you're going to play. If you want to take a break, I mean, there's certain bands that play for so long that they'll do two sets and they'll take like an intermission. Right. But those are like the legacy acts, like, like yeah. probably like your Aerosmiths or if Tom Petty was still going like, or you're more uh, like jammy kind of bands do that. Oh, sh- oh they yeah. Play definitely. Such long songs. But uh, yeah, I don't really, uh, I've left before encores as an older person just because, oh, I was like, oh, I'll beat the traffic because people are waiting around for the encore. <laughs> right. And then sometimes you find out the encore was really cool, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. I hear you. Like, I personally don't mind encores of today. Like, I think it's kind of silly, though, that the band pretends to leave as if their set is done and then comes back five minutes mm-hmm. later to play, you know, the hits that we know we haven't heard yet and we know we're going to get to hear. Um mm-hmm. Like and the, the idea that happen. you kind of have to like earn it. Like if they don't do an encore, you feel like, Oh, we must've been like shitty, a shitty <laughs> right. crowd. 
Right. But you know, they're going to come back. So I don't, I don't necessarily mind them, but I do, I would like to see more bands opt out of encores and just give us all they got for an hour or an hour and a half or whatever it is. And then just be done. Just give us that energy from the start to the end. Because like, if I'm putting on a show, I want to give, you know, the audience that full experience all at once. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a movie, you know, like you don't, we don't get intermissions in movies anymore. Like I couldn't imagine having an intermission in a movie. I feel like that would ruin it. it and I, and I feel like, and it's been a while since I've been to a concert, so I'm going to pay attention to this next time. But when I know an encore is going to be happening, I'm going to try and check to see what my like excitement level is like right before they leave and then see what my excitement level is when they come back on. Like, am I done? Like, am I just there now to just watch those other hits? Like, I don't, I feel like the more time that passes, the more I'm going to come down from the high of being at a concert and, you know, watching one of my favorite bands play live. So I feel like just give it to me all at once. Yeah. Don't, don't come back. And at my advanced age, it it really matters. Have I been standing the whole time or if I'm seated? For sure. I've been standing the whole time. I'm, I'm usually just ready to go. Oh, absolutely. I'm I, there I with you 100%. My feet hurt. Uh-huh. And that, yeah. I don't know what get... happened, but standing for a long period of time on like just a, like a general admission floor, I'm just like, I need something to lean on. Dude, I've gotten to the point where, because we have, we have hardwood floor and then we have tile in our kitchen. And I get to the point where if I'm not wearing shoes in the house like all day, if I'm walking around the house all day, my feet will hurt and I need to get on carpet. So I'll have to like walk to our bedroom where there's carpet and just mm-hmm. stand there for for a little bit. Or I wow. put shoes on to have some cushion on my feet because my feet are just toast by like 3 p.m. I'm like, I can't, can't this do this. This is the I uh, all punked up old man minute brought to you by <laughs> Ben Gay. <laughs> ben Gay, that's what you went for? Yeah, yeah we'll go with Ben Gay. Yeah, man, you need to get you some moon boots or something to walk around the house in. You remember those? They're made by Nickelodeon, the moon boots. You never had those? Oh, yeah. They're like little trampolines. Right, yeah. No, I never had those. Me either. Did you have some? No, we're poor. No. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we were too. All right. All right, John, let's round out the episode with this last bit of news. So back in 2016, when Blink-182 was working on their California album, the first one with Matt Skiba, Travis Barker had mentioned in an interview that Blink had a song called Punk Rock Cliche and that it was his favorite track on the album and it it was planned that it was going to actually be the band's first single off of the album. Mm -hmm. However, the song never made it onto the album. Well, now we have the story of what happened to that song and there may be a little controversy here. So I want to see what you think. I know you know this story. Mm -hmm. I want to hear your thoughts. But for the listeners out there, the song was actually just released by No Effects this week, mm-hmm. uh, and the band's vocalist Fat Mike recently did an interview with Spin to elaborate on the story of the song. So, I guess Fat Mike and Matt Skiba were hanging out, and Fat Mike showed him this song he had been working on, and he said that he thinks it would make a great Blink One Eighty Two song. Uh, that song was punk rock cliche. They both Fat Mike and Skiba they both worked on the song. Matt ended up bringing it to Blink-182. Blink apparently loved it. They ended up recording it. Travis said he loved it. Matt ended up calling Mike and said it was going to be the band's first single off of California. 
So Mike is stoked and as as it could end up being like his first radio hit. And a few weeks go by and Skiba calls Mike again. But this time, Matt Skiba says, dude, I don't know how to tell you this, but I told the band you wrote the song and they dropped it off the album completely. <laughs> Fat Mike said in the interview that I was really bummed because I thought it was going to be my first radio hit. I didn't really understand at the time, but I thought about it and I figured, well, they just kicked Tom out of the band. So if anyone got word that I wrote it, I could see how someone saying, oh, you had to get Fat Mike to write a song for you would be something they didn't want to come out. Yeah, for sure. He goes on to say, but it was just weird because Travis and I used to text and talk pretty regularly. He played on one of my albums. We weren't close, but we were friends. And he just never spoke to me again after that. At first, it really bummed me out because I got my hopes up and I really liked the song. So a little drama around this song, but I think Fat Mike may be right in his thinking here. Maybe Blink didn't want fans to catch wind that Fat Mike wrote or Ghost wrote uh, one of their songs and then start thinking that they needed outside help for creativity now that Tom's gone and that sort of thing. That sort of thing. So that to me makes the most sense, but Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe some better communication could have been had here. But John, what do you think of yeah, this? Yeah, I find it odd that it wasn't communicated right away that like Matt brought the song and was like, oh, I wrote it with Fat Mike or whatever. You know, you think that would have been like the first thing he said. Right. Um, just, you know, because if they did release it as a single, that would affect financially, right. it would have an effect on the record or the the single. So Absolutely. Um, but I mean... I can understand the reasoning for not wanting to do it right away, especially it's your first album with a new member, you know, a new lineup for the band. You don't want to start off releasing a co-wrote song that, you know, right. Was somebody that from may a seem band. unoriginal or something yeah. like that. A yeah. band that, you know, everybody knows too. So, yeah, I do want to say um, too, like this is only fat Mike's side of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. so maybe there's more to it. Um, I mean, I, I do think he's could be correct in his thinking based on sure. what we know and what he's saying. But there's um, also a lot to gain by bringing up Blink-182 right now. Oh, absolutely. In relation uh, to, to your band, so. Yep, yep. And if we want to talk about the song real quick, like, I don't see how this could have been a Blink song, like, after mm-hmm. hearing it. At least at least the NoFX version. I don't know what the Blink-182 version sounded like, but based off of the NoFX version that was that was released this week... It doesn't strike me as like a potential blink release. So that could be it too. Like maybe they took a different direction after recording it. So who knows? Like maybe it just didn't fit either. Maybe they did like it at first, but then as they started writing more, maybe it just didn't make the cut. Yeah, especially if it was early on in the the process. Right, exactly. All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're really digging our show, please consider helping us spread the word and leaving us a review in Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated. And please let us know what you're liking most about the show. So with that, thanks again. And remember, spread love. Spread love.